Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy to be here this morning? Yes. Amen. Just a quick one, Sister Skosana is, uh, was admitted at Cosmos Hospital. I think it was on Thursday. Uh, the doctors are attending to her. Our request is that uh, let's not go there because she just needed to rest so that the doctors can attend to her. If we all fly to the area, she doesn't have time to, to rest. Is it fine? Amen. We will just send the key people that maybe need to take something for her and to speak to the doctors. But she's doing well. I just spoke to her this morning. Amen. We just wanted to, to rest. Amen. Is it fine? Amen. Amen. Uh, this is my brother, my Shuan. Uh, yeah, uh, don't be surprised when you see him and say, "Who's that brother?" I know, I know him. Amen. Uh, even your wife is here. Yeah, I will say something when I return from Trinidad, but uh, don't worry about him. Amen. Yeah, I know him. Don't after church you say, "But loom brother, Munde one." No, no, no. I know him. God bless you. So let's just get into the weight. God bless you, musicians. Mu beautiful music. Amen. Amen. If you could just give me a bit of volume on my speaker here. Amen. I'm leaving for the Caribbean on Thursday evening and just remember me in your prayers. Amen. Let's, this morning I want to speak on the unseen realm. The unseen realm is what I want to speak about. And I believe, we as believers, we believe the unseen drives the seen. And we believers, we know our answers are in the unseen. Although we operate in the seen, but we are influenced by the unseen. And even this morning, I'm speaking to this audience. It is a visible audience. But more importantly, I'm looking at the invisible audience. Amen. You know that you are where you are sitting, your spiritual body is there. Amen. Before we go to heaven, where you are sitting, uh, you, there's another you next to you. Amen. Amen. Now, sometimes when the weight is proclaimed, the target is not this. The target is the one sitting next to, standing next to you. And that one, when he rejoices, this one follows. Because this one is a reflection of that other one. Are you with me this morning? Uh, Voice of God Recordings wanted to visit us on the 29th of next, or rather next week. But I'm not there here. We'll reschedule. I know you are waiting for your tablets. Brother Mike and Brother Keith spoke to me yesterday, so just be patient. Amen. Let's, before we read the scripture, 
because I made a promise last week and I need to keep my promise. I promised you about another quotation about how God creates an altar on your heart. And on that altar, your sins are taken care of daily. In the altar of your heart. You know, when you are a believer, no wonder wherever you go, there is a God of honor. The angels are this side because even the throne of God is in your heart. Amen, amen. Now, let's get to this quotation before we read the scripture. Brother, bring it. It's there on the screen. Revelation. Yes, 272. The prophet says, maybe you read after me. But when Christ comes in, you have created an altar on your heart. You have created an altar on your heart. And your sins are taken daily. And your sins are taken daily. The great Saint Paul, he said. I die daily. I die daily. Nevertheless, I live. Nevertheless, I live. But not me live. But not me live. Christ liveth in me. Christ liveth in me. There is the inner veil. There is the inner veil. Where is the altar created? Who created it? Christ. What happens on that altar? Now, when we say your sins are taken daily, it doesn't mean you go and, <laughs> and drink wine. And later say, my sins are taken daily. There is what we call, uh, to us, the, the, the other things are the attributes of sin. Sin is unbelief. Amen. Are you with me? So it means your unbelief is taken care of daily on that altar that is in your heart, created by you. Amen. Oh, we thank God. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We read it together again. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. For it the elders obtained for by it the elders obtained a good report. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen 
were not made of things which do appear. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning by grace we approach your throne of mercy. And first and foremost, pleading for our sister who is in the hospital. Dear God, your prophet says, even if I could pray for a thousand people and they all die, I will still preach divine healing. And even now, even if our sister is in the hospital, we are preaching divine healing. And we know that you as a divine healer, you know the chemicals that are in the body. You know the imbalances and the balances thereof. You know every atom of the body. And dear God, may you administer divine healing on her. That is the doctor say, assist you. And as your prophet says, we thank God for the doctors. And as you guide them, dear God, may they be guided by you. As we commit even the reading of the word to you, and commit every brother and every sister this morning to you, may you undertake for us. May the Holy Spirit saturate this place. That if there are needs in the building, may those needs be met. That the people going out, may they not be the same as they came in. May there be a change, may there be a difference, may there be results. It is our desire as we commit everything to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. God bless you as you take your, your seats. Just for a couple of minutes, as I indicated, I want to speak on the unseen realm. The unseen realm. And the Bible says the things that are seen are temporal, but things that are not seen are eternal. And the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Faith can make you to obtain a good report. Now, I said maybe uh, if you bring my diagram, Brother Lucky, just to give a perspective of where we are going. There is a, there is a seen realm and there is an unseen realm. And the seen realm is time-bound and temporal. But the unseen realm is eternal and eternity-bound. Now, we all, when you look at the four first four dimensions, uh, because we are living in a multidimensional world, uh, most of the time, you and I, we are in this spot in time. Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, for us to be a success in the Christian journey, we must operate in the other realm. Amen. Because this other realm controls this realm. Amen. And if you only, your hope is only in this realm without the other realm, then you are hopeless. Amen. Even this morning, uh, whatever you need in God is there in the unseen realm. Amen. Divine healing is in the unseen realm. Amen. 
rapture is in the unseen realm, deliverance is in the unseen realm, everything is in the unseen realm. It's waiting for people that are in the time zone to pull it into the time zone. Are you still with me? When somebody says, I want to see a reality, I want to see something real, first, reality must be here before it gets pulled down here. But sometimes it may linger longer in this realm while you are waiting for it here. And for you to be able to pull it in here, you need faith. Are you still with me? Everything here you can see, even this morning, the service, whatever activities that have gone forth, uh, you came in, you had a period of grace, and the song leader came, led songs, and thereafter we are coming to preach the way. If your interaction with the service is only in this zone, and you go home, the service was in vain. But if you tap into the unseen realm, and you see something in the unseen realm, then you have benefited from the service. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, John chapter 1, verse 18. John chapter 1, verse 18. I want to run a few scriptures here. Uh, whenever it is a Bible, I always prefer that we, we read together. The Bible says here, if you read after me, no man hath seen God at any time. No man hath seen God at any time. The Bible says no man. No man. Ageko. No man has seen God. Are you still with me? It says the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. So the Bible says no one has seen God at any time except the one begotten of the Father. Very interesting scripture, isn't it so? I think we, uh, people, whenever they read this scripture, they can, they can bring each other to, to a point of equality and say, no, whether you go to church or you don't go to church, no man has seen God at any time. But we thank God that we don't read this like a newspaper. Genesis 32, I'm still going to come there, what it means. Genesis 32, verse 30. The Bible says, you read after me, And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. And my life is preserved. Brother Jacob says he has seen God face to face. And the Bible says no man has seen God at any time. Are you, are you with, still with me? Amen. Now somebody can walk away and say, Brother Jacob is a liar. Because the Bible says no man has seen God at any time. But he says, I have seen... You know, he, say, he doesn't say, I, I, I've seen a resemblance of God. He says, I've seen God face to face. Amen. So he's not confused about what he saw. He's got a clarity that I saw the face of God. Amen. Are you still with me? But the Bible says, no man has seen God at any time. 
Now, another one can take the same quotation and say, ah, it's tough luck. The Bible contradicts itself. I'm done. Me, I'm going to enjoy my beer because I see the Bible is contradicting itself. Wait a minute. No man has seen God at any time. Ne? Brother Jacob says, no, I've seen him. Face to face. Isaiah 6. In the year that King Hosea died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. No man has seen God at any time. Brother Isaiah comes, he says, me, in the day that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. Now, when you see somebody and they are, you, you even see where they are sitting, you really see them. Are you saying, one says, I've seen him face to face. Another one says, I saw him sitting on the throne. Are you still with me here? Then in the book of Job 42, I don't know whether you have a verse, my brother, or I omitted a verse. Uh, yes, good. It says, this is brother Job now. I've heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. But now my uh, mine eye seeth thee. But now mine eye seeth thee. Job says, I've heard about you, Lord. Uh, but now, it's no longer the hearing. Now, I see you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But no man has seen God at any time. The book of Judges 13, verse 22. And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die. Because we have seen God. Now it's no longer just one man, now it's a couple now. A brother and a sister say, we are going to die. We have seen God. But yet, no man has seen God at any time. Are you, still with, are you, are you with me here? We are getting people that have seen God despite a statement that no man has seen God at any time. And we want to put it to you that the Bible does not contradict itself. Are you still with me? The, 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 there is an array of witnesses that say, I have seen God, I have seen God, I have seen God. But the statement say, no one has seen God at any time. Amen. Now, let us go back to maybe, or maybe before we get to there. Maybe you, somebody say, it was during the Bible time. I'm still going to come to the statement, no man has seen God at any time. Maybe, brother, let's carry on. Uh, in this diagram immediately after that other scripture, look at this quotation, looking at the unseen, paragraph 113. Amen. 
uh, uh, my desire as well by the time we are done uh, when witnesses that say I have seen God Amen. 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 now 113 the prophet says just show you what Jesus said then you will see the great thing if it can be done I guess there is 200 people here to be prayed for I want to ask you something upon this message now of looking at the unseen if the unseen one will declare himself visible, then it ought to make your soul pass every barrier. If the unseen one will make himself visible here to you because he promised he would do it. Are you the prophet says it is possible this morning to go past every barrier. And look at the one that is invisible and he can make himself visible. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, we want, to, we want to check if you come the next slide right today. I'm going back to my diagram. Everyone here, when we read the scripture, it says, No man has seen God. And the Bible is very specific. No man has seen God at any time. Are you with me? So, the limitation of seeing God is time bound. Yes, no man has not seen God, but it speaks about the time zone. But it means that somebody can break beyond the time zone. Are you still with me? God is not a product of time. God is a product of eternity. Yes. Are you here, church? Yes. Now, it means, it means in time, you can tell people no man has seen God in time. Yes. But you, cannot, you can only speak that statement here. But there are people that are living here, they can say, yes, my brother, down there in time, no man has seen God. Yes. But here, I've seen God face yes. to face. Yes. Are you, are, you, are you with me this morning, folks? Now, let's carry on here a bit. Uh, uh, it's going to get very interesting. It's going to get very interesting because even when Jesus was here, you know, Jesus was the body. As you see in the picture on the pul pul uh, pulpit, uh, Hoffman's picture, he looked exactly like this. And, and this is the real Jesus, not that Catholic one. Um, that castle look, look, looks like a broke movie star. The, the real one is this one. Get to the Hoffman one. Amen. Amen. Uh, that one, I don't like him. I, I like this one. Uh, Amen. Now, now. So, when Jesus was in flesh, are you still with me? He asked the disciples, who do men say, I, the son of man, am. Yeah. Then there were rumors here. He's Elijah. He's Isaiah. He's one of the prophets. Then they were recycling what was ahead here. But then he said, you, who do you say I am? Amen. Now, something opened here. Hallelujah. From the realm of the unseen. Amen. Revelation came from eternity. Yeah. Yes. 
and dropped into the heart of Peter. And he said to Peter, when he looked at him, he did not see the man you are seeing on the pulpit. He saw beyond that man, he saw the almighty God. Then he said, Peter, thou art not just Jesus. Thou art Christ. Thou art the anointed one. Thou art the logos made flesh. Thou art Elohim embodied. Thou art my God. Thou art the creator. Are you still with me? But yet he's looking at a man. My, my. What happened here? Peter was able to tap into the unseen realm. And this morning, when we say you are a Christian, if you only do anything and everything starts here and ends up here, you become carnal. That's what we mean by carnality. But when we say you are spiritual, you admit that, yes, there is this world, but there is a better world around us. I hope we are together. The prophet says, if you carry on in the message, looking at the unseen again, the next quotation. He says, Brother Brenham says, and my subject tonight and this morning is looking at the unseen. We are told that we have an outward man and inward man. Maybe I'm getting excited. Let's go back to that diagram. Something just dropped here. I say there is a visible world and there is an invisible world. A sister comes to a midweek service and she leaves church and she's walking home and it is dark. And as she's, I don't even know, I don't know what happened today. Where would brothers allow sisters to go home alone? And it was getting dark. Now, as she's walking in the streets, she sees a man coming. And she felt intimidated by this man. And she realized the man posed the danger. Hallelujah. And when she realized this man poses danger, we are told that the sister initially was gripped by fear. But later on, she said, Lord, I am from the meeting. You know better. This is happening here. Is a woman at night, she sees a man, an intimidating figure, but she says, Lord, I am from the meeting tonight. Yeah. Who is she talking to? She's talking to somebody in another world. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. She acknowledged that although I am alone in time, but I'm not alone entirely. Yeah. There is somebody that is with me here. Yeah. There is another world that is with me here. Then all of a sudden, we see something happening as she's walking. A dog, big, very fearful dog, came from now nowhere and started walking next to her. I don't know what breed it is. It must have been Pitbull. Are you? But here is very interesting. The dog already had a relationship with her. The dog posed no danger to her. Because as a woman, she should be afraid of the dog. And my question, where did the dog come from? 
Are you still with me? Where did the dog come from? I believe in the unseen world. When everything was taking place here, the unseen world said, what must we release? And they looked at the man posing danger. They say, this one doesn't need an angel. This is a minor job. We can't send the angel to deal with this. This is way too minor. But we want to do, we want to find something that resembles this year so that this man must not know what happened. And a dog leaped out of eternity into time. It's not a slip of weight. A dog slipped out of eternity into time and walked with a woman. It was God's dog. Are you still with me? Coming out next to the sister and waking its dog. Walking next to her. Hallelujah. And the sister said, now I've got company. Hallelujah. A heavenly dog protecting a believer. An invention of the invisible world into the visible realm. Believer, you are not alone. You are not alone. Wherever you are, angels are there. Dogs are there. Lions are there. God can allow a lion to accompany you and to protect you. And somebody will say, I saw a lion walking with a man. Hey. Welcome to that. Let's come to this quotation. My subject this morning is looking at the unseen. We are told that we have an outward man and an inward man. The, word, the outward man looks by his eyes and the inward man walks by faith. Are you getting now two different things here? No man has seen God at any time. Even including this man cannot see God. But I, I want to introduce you to a man that can see God. Are you still with me? This one cannot see God, but there is a man that can see God. The outward man looks by his eyes. The inward man walks by faith. So we have to be led by one of these two persons. Outside, outward man is self. Inward man is God. You see, we do not see with our eyes. Though many times we have thought that we see with our eyes, we only look with our eyes. We see with our hearts. <laughs> Are you still with me? Now, faith is a substance, paragraph 48. The prophet says, faith is the only direct and positive sense. Only direct and positive sense is the sixth sense. Faith is more than sight. Faith is more than feeling. You do not feel faith. You do not taste faith. You don't smell faith. You don't see faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith by its nature, it is the evidence. 
of things that are not seen, you can say, I've got the evidence. And your faith is the evidence of it. And your faith is more real than your sight. Your faith is more real than any other feeling that you have. Ministry explained, paragraph 14. The prophet says now, hope is one thing and faith is another. Faith is a positive sense. It's not a guesswork. You don't imagine it. You know, when you go into certain cycles, they speak about the art of visualization. See, imagine you have it. Faith is not an imagination. You don't imagine that you have it. You know you've got it. It's not a guesswork. You don't imagine it. It's just as real as any other sense of your body. Just the same, same as sight is. Sight is real. Hearing is real. See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. The five senses of the body that can control the body. They are real faculties to you if none of them is injured. And then faith is just as real as any other five senses. How did you get to church this morning? You relied on your sight. Isn't so? And if you relied on your sight, you can rely on your faith. Because your faith is more real than your sight. Are you you doubting what you see this morning? You trust what you see. Are you still with me? Now, if you trust what you see, Brother Bloom say, your sight is not reliable, but your faith is more reliable than your sight. And this question today, I say, when you look what you see, but I want to say, when your faith looks this morning, what does it see? Are you still with me? Revelation, Book of Symbols, Paragraph 55, the Bible says, or the prophet says, angelic beings associate together. I hope you get that. That just dropped right down free. Look, if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, then you are a candidate for association with the unseen world and the supernatural. He says, no wonder people can't believe in those things. They have never come in contact. Once you have come in contact with that world, you don't doubt it anyway. Are you still with me? Now, now, this is where the problem is, where maybe those that do not believe, when when you interact with the supernatural world, a carnal mind can reduce that that you are hallucinating. And actually, Brother Bram says there is a fine line between the supernatural and insanity. Are you still with me? Come on, folks. There are certain things that God can show you that you'll be afraid to tell people. Because you wonder people can send you into a psychiatric ward. Are you, are you still with me? Here is Biliam. He's coming. Was it Balak? That was coming. He's on a, on a, on a donkey cart. And as he's coming, all of a sudden, a donkey stops. And when a donkey stops, the donkey identified that there was an angel with a sword out. 
Are you still with me? And right there, the angel begins to make himself known to Balak. Now, if you say I was coming from somewhere and an angel stopped in front of me, even believers can say, uh, you really show my brother. Uh, are you still with me here? Because a lot of people are living in time space rather than in the supernatural space. Are, are, are you still with me? A real believer, there are times when a believer knows I'm not alone. Where a believer fears another presence. It doesn't happen often, but there are times where you know, here I'm not alone. Are you still with me? And right there, what is that presence? Hallelujah. Let's come to this one. Angelic beings associated together. It's a statement that I want to leave you with it. What does it mean? Even this morning in the audience right now, we came to church, but we are not alone. Amen. There are angels here. I believe there are angels here. And I know that there are angels here. Are you still with me? And I believe that even from the very beginning of the service, there was a battle that broke out right in church. Yes. Amen. When a brother came to lead songs, it was not just leading songs. It was a declaration of a spiritual war. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Some of you, you come wherever you come from with whatever cares that you come with, whatever burden, it's a battle. Yes. And you came and you sat there. And demons, a demon is a tormentor. And you may have been tormented throughout the week. But as you were coming here, and as the songs were going, it was to declare war. We were taking sides with Jesus. We were saying we want to close a certain influence, and we want to unlock a certain influence. There There is an invisible world in the audience right now. And when you are here this morning and you say amen to the preacher, it's not to impress the preacher. You are making a declaration that in the midst of this war, David, I'm not on your side. I'm on the other side, and that side always is the winning side. I don't care how difficult the service may be. I don't care how slow it may start. But once it's done and dusted, hallelujah, a victory shall be declared. I said the victory shall be declared. There's never been a time where believers gather together and the devil walks away having overcome. The devil always comes under the subjection of the children of God. And this morning we are making a declaration and say, David, maybe you have tormented certain people here, but not now. We are making a declaration you may have made certain people to suffer through certain sickness, but not now, Satan. Oh, I'm preaching to the army of God now and say, we are taking sides with Jesus. Are you still with me? Something must unlock. I say something must be unlocked. You can't come bound and live bound. Well, angels are going up and down the aisle. Even now, there is a ladder that has dropped into the service. And angels are going up the ladder, and they are coming down the ladder. 
They are coming down to take your sicknesses. They are going up to bring the blessings down. There is a movement taking place right now. But you must be conscious of what is taking place. Oh, Mr. Anderson, it must not pass you by. Are you here this morning? Every service is an opportunity for you to chart a new path. Every service for you is an opportunity. That's why even if the devil comes and fights you, what you must say, you say, devil, just one more service. Let me just go to one more service. Let me just sing one more song. Let me just listen to one more tape. Let me just say one more prayer. Oh, just say one more tape. And you will see what will happen after that one more. Prophet says, maybe brother, if you can give me that. I think it came out here. Angelic beings associate together. Amen. Brother Brenham, 350 ministers had wanted to challenge him on doctrine. It was Chicago Ministerial Association. And he came there in the front and said, I'm here he had actually told the brother that the auditorium that was booked is not the auditorium that will be used. We're going to change the auditorium and use a different auditorium. Then they used a different auditorium. And a brother that was an MC said, you know, before I can invite Brother Brenham onto the podium, he told me exactly where most of you would be sitting. Amen. He chose, he told me even this room that initially we were supposed to meet as this room, but now it has been changed into this room. Amen. And William Brenham was not a debater. Amen. And children of God are not debaters. Amen. We allow the weight to prove itself. Amen. William Brenham said, I'm here. I understand you want to challenge me on serpent seed. I understand you want to challenge me on the water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. I know you want to challenge me on marriage and divorce. But if there's any of you that could come and stand on my right hand hand side and we take this through the Bible, I'm inviting any of you. There was dead silence. You could hear a pin drop. Nine. After that, the Holy Spirit engulfed the place. Amen. There's a quotation that I had been looking for almost for two months. And in that quotation, Brother Branham says, after the Holy Spirit had engulfed the, the, the building, he says, 72 of those ministers made a promise that we are coming to Branham Tabernacle to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When he preached the message, the third seal, in that message he says, those 72 that made a promise to come, they never came. 
And it says spiritual death will visit them. And their children. Are you getting what I mean here? What was happening in that room? There was another envy. Brother Brown says the reason they couldn't come is because the angel was standing next to me with a sword drawn out. They just see this petite man, but they did not know who he was. Maybe they just see you as petite as you are, but they don't know who you are with. Somebody is with you. God is with you. That's why you get into situations and you wonder how you come out of them. God is with you. And when God comes and is with you, he doesn't cause a lot of noise. It's so subtle, so subliminal, so discreet that you cannot pick it. The prophet says in this message, look at the unseen. 101. The prophet says, if there ever was a time that the church needs to step across that line which separates you between faith and unbelief by sight and looking at the unseen by faith, it's now. This is the time where we've got to cross the barrier of unbelief and venture into the faith zone and leave the unbelief zone. The prophet says, it is right now. But the prophet in the fundamental foundation for faith, paragraph 18, he says, sometimes I say this reverently, sometimes the theology and church doctrines have clogged up your faith line. What has clogged up your faith line? Church theology and church doctrines. Talked up your lines till you have been taught that those things can be. And that puts a block in the way. Now, this building this morning is, is wired electrically. Even your house is wired electrically. Now, if you, maybe at night, you don't have power, and you peep through the window and you see your neighbor has got power, what are you going to do? The first thing, or even during the day when you realize I don't have power, most of the time you want to check if the DB... Yeah? What? DB. DB. <laughs> just want to check the... This we say something, brother. The DB box. Now, you're going to check whether has the DB box tripped. Why you want to identify? First, you want to identify. As soon as there's no power, the first thing that we know, especially in Whitbank, age municipality. Amen. The first blame is the municipality. Then the second thing is to really verify, is it the municipality? What we do, we go to the DB box. And if we find that it has not tripped, the problem is with the municipality. But if we find that there is power or maybe there is issues it has tripped, then you know the problem may be your wiring. There are times when it is municipality 
and there are times when it is your worry. Are you still with me? There is a fault. And most of the time, it may be that you, you picked up an electrician from the streets. This man says, tiling, I do it. Roof, I do it. Electricity, I do it. Then you say, Uchipil is one stop. And in no time, then there is a wiring system. It's a problem. Now, for you to get the flow of power, you must fix the wiring. So the prophet is telling you this morning that there is no problem with the power supply from heaven. But the problem is that there has been a problem with the wiring system. Things are not wired correctly. Some are wired to believe the days of miracles are over. But this morning we want to do the rewiring and say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the wiring that we are doing this morning. And we want to say all things are possible to them that believe. It's a rewiring. If you plug maybe a device into a plug and it doesn't receive power, but there is lights on, the problem is with the... Is what? With the plug. It needs to be fixed. Are you with me? The prophet in the message, Foundation for Faith, he speaks about the master electrician. He says, paragraph 22, if the body is correctly wired, the Father in heaven turns the big master switch on. There is a master switch in heaven. He says something is going to rise up. He says if the building is properly wired, if it's properly taught in every fiber of your body, being lost in Christ and to his weight alone, now you've got theology. If you've got, now if you've got theology, if you've got some doctrine, if you've got some superstition, if you've got some unbelief, these are the things that mess up with your wiring system. Superstition, unbelief, wrong doctrine, wrong theology, unbelief. Say, you've got something that stops up somewhere. Then that energy can never pull through. But when you got to a place where you are perfectly wired, and the master electrician has okayed it by sealing it with the Holy Spirit, the only thing is just to turn on the switch then. There will be a light show. That's right. And this morning I say, be perfectly wired. Get away from unbelief. Get away from uh, superstition. Get away from messed up theology. And right there, then you are perfectly wired. Then there is a master electrician in heaven. He goes to the GB box of heaven. He switches power on. Then that power flows down. And it flows down. And if you are perfectly wired, then there's going to be a light show here. What is happening now? You are receiving power that is there. That's why Jesus says, whatever you bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you set free here shall be set free in heaven. What is happening? There is a switch up there, but there must be a switch here. If it is on there and it is on here, power will flow. Are you still with me? 
prophet says, question and answers. Paragraph 101. It says now, hold your point now. Here is a good one, if you are ready for it. The Christian looks at things that he doesn't see with his eyes. He looks at things that he doesn't see with his eyes. Everybody can be like that old man in the hospital, where they were looking at the machine, machines that his son was hooked up to. And the machines were indicating the boy is deteriorating. But the old man in the hospital ward kept on uh, going up and down and said, Glory be to God, my son is healed. Glory be to God, my son is healed. And the doctor said, wait a minute, say, I think there is a misunderstanding. Do you see this graph on this machine? And those machines look very expensive. He said, do you see this graph? Every time it is going this way, it means your son is deteriorating. This nurse was inviting him to look at the sea. But the old man said, praise be to God, my son is well. The question would be, what was he looking at? He and the nurse were not looking at the same thing. The nurse was looking at the machinery. But later the old man said, hang on. You are trained to look at this equipment, but I'm trained to look at another equipment. What is another equipment? Thou sayest the Lord. Thou sayest the Lord, my son is getting out here. I don't care whether there is deterioration. It has nothing to do with it because there has been a proclamation in the spirit realm that my son shall be well. And I am taking it by faith. Oh, the master technician, master electrician in heaven, switch on. And the man in the hospital, switch on. And in no time, what they were looking at, because always this, uh, the seen will follow the unseen. Are you still with me? Sometimes it's the unseen that goes first and say it is done. Then you keep on confessing it. You keep on confessing it. Then in no time, it materializes. Are you with me? The Christian looks at things that he doesn't see with his eyes. For we look at the unseen. How do we look at it? With your inside eyes. There is outside eyes and there is inside eyes. And this morning I want you to close your outside eyes and focus on the inside eyes. Or the inside eyes they see better. The inside eyes, they go where the outside eyes cannot go. The inside eyes confess things that the outside eyes cannot confess. The inside believes all things are possible. Are you still with me? The inside makes things to happen because the inside is not visible and the inside is God himself. Are you still with me? Let's come to our diagram. I love this diagram. Prophet is out in the woods. He's hunting for squirrels. And while he was there, he's laying on his back. And he's meditating on the scripture, Mark 11. If thou say to this mountain, be moved, and do not doubt it in your heart, it will be so. And while he's thinking there, the voice says, what are you looking for? Yeah. 
Then right there, he said, I thought I was dreaming. He rubbed his eyes. And he realized the voice spoke again. The prophet said, the voice spoke from within. Why is it speaking from within? From the inward man. It was not this. It was another being. What do you want? And he says, I need to squid us. Then he stood up there. And the voice said, you will speak them into existence. This is in the time zone. William Brenham alone in the woods. Are you still with me? While he's there, he stands up. And he says, let there be a squirrel. And out of nowhere, the squirrel came. Where did that squirrel come from? It dropped from the unseen to the seen. But it needed a man to activate the unseen in the realm of the seen. Spoke three squirrels into existence. And he picked them up and he went home. <laughs> Imagine even today in 2023, Sunday, you come with three squirrels in your back. And you ask to give a testimony to believers. And say, on Thursday I was at such and such place. I spoke squirrels in existence. These are the squirrels. How many in this church will believe it? <laughs> that motherfucker spoke three squirrels into existence. I can just clap hands and say hallelujah because we are in shame. But when we are going home with the wives, but did you hear that, brother? I will hallucinate. But no, bro, there's no selfie post. There's no picture. There's no iPhone. There. No evidence whatsoever. It's one man alone in the woods. Then he comes home. Because angelic beings associate together. There are certain people that you can share certain things with. Oh, you hear what I'm saying. Others, you know, are here. This one will just give me that look until I realize I am. He's telling me that manje wapamana. Hallelujah. But there is another one when you share with them, you know what they understand. Oh, God, give us such a material that cannot look at the sea, but that can break into the unseen. Folks, are you still with me? Praise the Lord. William Branham goes. How many people were in Jeffersonville? How many ministers did William Branham know? How many elders did he know? But he only thought of one house. I'm going to read a quotation where brother will say, every time I travel around the world, when I come back home, the first place that I want to go is at Sister Haiti's house. The direct quotation. What was happening in Sister Haiti's house? What attracted brother Branham in Sister Haiti's house? She was poor. It was not a good meal. She had nothing. It was not an expensive furniture. What attracted the prophet and sister at his house? It's because that's where Brother Branham could sit down and tell what happened with no reservation because it was a household of faith. May God make our homes to be such homes where we can talk about the supernatural. 
And when he is sitting there and he's beginning to tell what happened in the woods, I say, I was there and I spoke the squirrels into existence. And he says, As far as I know, the God of Abraham was with me. The same God that spoke the ram into existence, he was with me. And right today, in the house of Sister Haiti, and the boys are there playing around. And Sister Haiti was sitting in the corner there, not saying much, but at the right spot, after it was said, at the moment where the devil expected doubt, there is a woman that broke into the supernatural realm. And she used a simple word, Brother Brenham, that is nothing but the truth. William Brenham right there, he says, right there the atmosphere changed. It was not a preacher, it was a sister. Let me give you a background of Sister Haiti. Most of you, you think things were fine. She was poor. Her husband had died. Her brother was run over by a tractor. She had nothing. Her sister was crippled. Quite check background of Sister Haiti. Husband dead. Bra- uh, sister crippled. Brother ran over by a tractor. Poor. But that hole. There was something special about that hole. That made the prophet to go there. And when she said it is nothing but the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. William Branham stood up yes. and said, Sister Haiti, what you said pleased to the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the Holy Spirit said, I must give you yes. your heart's desire. Amen. What do you want? What was happening? They moved out of the time zone yes. into the unseen realm. Yes. They moved from where? Remember the prophet was out in the woods in the time zone. He broke into the unseen. They're now in the house. They're breaking back to where the prophet was. My heart. The greatest desire. Brother Brennan is the salvation of my two boys. The boys were busy running around. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gripped them. The Holy Spirit convicted them. What happened? The mother made a confession. And it brought them, it pulled them now into the supernatural realm. They were just giggling around, but it pulled them. Oh, parents, keep on believing. You will pull your children back into the supernatural realm. I hope we are together. Now the prophets say, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Paragraph 141. He says, the first thing, because remember, we all ought to see God. And the Bible says, no man has seen God at any time. And if you see God in time, you die. But if you see God in eternity, you live. God can be seen depending where. Locality matters with God. That's why when he came, Adam, Adam, where art thou? And Adam was running there. 
God is watching him. Why is God looking for him? He had left a position. Because in that position, that is a position of fellowship. That's a position of power. That's a position of sonship. Hope we are together. You know, maybe fire eighty days. I'm normally not a dreamer. If I dream, when I wake up, I've forgotten what I dreamed about. My dreams are just a bunch of confusion. But one moment I'm here, one moment I'm there. And by the time I'm done, I cannot even collate it. I'm not much of a dreamer. But a couple of, I think a week ago, I had a dream. I preached here for many years. I've never shared any dream. Have you ever heard me saying I dream? It's the first time you hear that I dream. <laughs> I liked uh, the other time. I think it was Brother George. He had a dream and he shared it with the church. And later somebody said, ah, dream. But I just came to say, at least I wasn't dreaming about your wife. <laughs> you know how Brother George Martin will do it. <laughs> I had a dream. I'm going to say it how it is. I'm not going to say much about it. Brother Rome says the word of God is a primary communication. But a dream is a secondary communication. If your dream contradicts the way, leave it alone. In the dream, and brothers will be the first time they hear this, that way in the dream, they must not be scared. I was invited to an assembly. Then I'd gone there to preach. And when I, I was in the minister's office, it is in the dream. While I was in the minister's office, in the dream I saw Brother Dipari, I saw Brother Masar, and I was visiting that church. And the leader of the church, it seemed like he was deceased, he was no longer around. And the song service was going on while I was in the minister's office. And when I was in, in the office, I think I spoke to Brother Mtlava, I said, go, because we don't know what are the issues here. Can you go and check what is happening in the sanctuary? As he's about to leave, there's people that broke, that came into the office. They had this mask that normally criminals would have. They covered their faces. We didn't know where they were, who they were. One tied me and blindfolded me. And he began to scratch me with a knife, sharp knife on the head, very roughly. Then he told me in the dream, he said, you are going out to preach out there. Make sure that you do not say anything what people should do or should not do. Just preach about the needs of the people. You can, I remember I said, you can just speak about prayer. In the dream, I remember I said, but I can only preach what God has laid in my heart. Amen. 
Then I woke up. When I woke up, it was around about five in the morning. My wife was in the shower. Then I'm like, this is not the first time I dreamed a dream with such a, an impression. I'm going to tell my wife about this dream. I'm awake. In a no mi few minutes, I dozed off again. Now, in the second dream, I'm with the brothers. I think there are a few, few sisters and a few brothers that I saw in the dream. In the second one, I'm explaining what happened in the first dream. Believers, stay with me here. First dream, interval, you wake up, you go to sleep, then you explain a dream that you dreamt before. And in the dream, I'm explaining what happened today because the one that was busy scratching my head, he spoke Sisu to depart. It was not you. And another one that tied one of the brothers spoke a heavy Niger English with a heavy Nigerian accent. Now, in the second dream when I'm explaining, I'm not sure where is this church that I was visiting. I'm trying to find out what could be the church. When in that dream, I think it was Sister Mita who mentioned something Middleback. She was in the dream. And I said, could it be Middleback? Brother Dipati spoke in the dream. He said, Pastor, it is not a specific church. It is across the board. Including Lighthouse is not an exception to the dream. What has happened in the dream? I was being told what not to preach. Are you still with me, folks? Then, hear me, I woke up. After I woke up, I'm battling. During the day, I battled. I said, I'm not going to share this. But it bothered me. Later on, I'm thinking about the message that I preached here about the nature of the angel, where I was showing the world is in Sodom. I was showing that there is Janus and Jambres. I was showing that is the revelation of the Son of Man. You remember where I spoke hard about homosexuality? Yes. Amen. Now, then I'm thinking about that message. I say, could it be that the devil doesn't like when we preach this? But guess what? Then a brother from Trinidad texts me and says, Pastor, have they told you what the theme of the convention is? I said, no, I don't know. I thought I would preach as I preached last time what is in my heart. He said, Pastor, what we want you to preach on is three things before us, which is a quotation in the false anointed ones, the world in Sodom, Janus and Jambres, and the revelation of the Son of Man. Is this a coincidence? Let me stop here. You can make what you make of it. It was just a dream. Yeah, I'm going to say, my wife, yeah, he's dreaming this thing. I'm just sharing what happened. I don't know what it means, but I've laid it before you. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. One for one. It says the first thing was that God wanted to reveal himself to the people. He couldn't do it as a great Jehovah God who covered all space, time, and eternity. He could not. He is too great to ever be revealed to people because it would be too mysterious. Maybe bring my diagram because I'm working towards ripping up that diagram. He wanted to reveal himself to the people. 
He couldn't do it as a great Jehovah God who covered all space and time and eternity. He could not. He is too great to ever be revealed to people because it would be too mysterious. Then he said, how could that great being that never did begin, that, went, that after you went beyond the cycle of hundreds of billions and trillions and trillions of years of light space and on out into the infinite, into the eternity, and a great creator that was all that and still is, but what he wanted to do, he loved fatherhood, for he was a father. The prophet says, as a great eternal being in the eternity space, he couldn't reveal himself as that great Jehovah, but he had to come down and bottle himself in time and have children in time because he loved the fatherhood. That's why he that was invisible was made visible in Jesus Christ. And that's why when they were here, Philip looks at him and he says to them, where I go, you know the way and you know my father. Then Philip said, how can we know the way? Show us the father. It will suffice us. Then Jesus says to Philip, have I been with you for this long? You don't know me. What was happening? Philip wanted to see the father, but he did not know that the father had bottled himself in time. And he wanted Philip to break out of time to look at the father in flesh. God bless you, church. As we stand to our feet. We are standing on holy ground. There are angels around us.
of heavens and earth. This afternoon we are so thankful, my Lord. We are here with an expression of gratitude. For we can say the devil has tried to put confusion 
and tries to put tensions in us. But my Lord, we are here and the pressure has been let off by the preaching of the word. And we are the witnesses of thy greatness, my Lord. We are the witnesses of thy majesty. We thank you, Lord, for all the things that you have addressed this afternoon. Father, we want to pray for our pastor. One of his sheep is in the hospital. What a discouragement for a pastor that want to visit. My Lord, I pray that you will also visit that hospital. All the torments that the devil is trying to put on our precious sister, we are putting a stop. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, take off your filthy hands. She has been participating for the glory of the Lord, praising the Lord, and you want to take that praise away from us. We are saying no, Satan. You have lost your grip this afternoon. We are also in for the battle. In this short town, we have been assured that victory is ours. For the Lord has told us that fear not the little flock. We know, Lord Jesus Christ, thou art with us. Each and every time you say that a little while the world will not see me. But ye shall see me, for I will be with you even in you until the end. Father, we know you are with us. And when you are with us, that settled every matter. My Lord, may you travel with Thank our you. pastor. Thank you, Lord. As he is going to be in Trinidad. If he travels as a human being, it will be a failure. But if he get anointed from the unseen, oh God, it will be a blessing. Amen. May it be a blessing and address each and every need that is there, oh Lord. You said how blessed and how precious, how good it is when the brethren do well together. Father, we know that is where you have placed your blessings. This effort of trying to keep the unit among the brethren. My Lord, may you bless such an effort. Bless your children that are here, Lord. There is a lot of difficulties that is going on. But we are also tapping from the unseen now. May you address each and every situation. Heal them sick and afflicted in our midst, O God. Them that are tormented by the devils, may they be freed. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord. We say also the complex spirits, may they be defeated, Lord. And form of spirit that want to divide your children, may it be put on hold this afternoon. In the name of Jesus Christ, may we be knitted together in this message that we have believed, oh yes. God. Father, we want the unit among the brethren. We want the unit in, the, in our fellowship. My God and my Lord, as we are going to leave these places, Lord. Yes. We know there are spirits that follow your children. But you gave us the power to cast them out, Lord. We are anointed, Lord, to cast them out. We say may they travel very safe. May they arrive. The spirits that want to take the jobs away from your children. We are rebooking and charging them to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Financial problems that is giving depression to your children. We are saying Satan. Remove your dirty hands from your, the children of God's finances. My Lord, we are your children. And we are so happy that our Father is the victor. We are worshipping the God that is mighty in battle. And you take pleasure when it is a showdown. Because the victory belongs to thee. Praises belongs to thee. 
Thou art worthy of all our praises this afternoon, Lord. We give you honor, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the unity in the bride. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Just give us a song. Amen. Till we meet, God bless you. Tell me, is it okay? God bless.
miracle working God, we save a one. You know, it was during one of the services as they were singing, Brother Brenham turns to another brother and said, did you hear them on the other side as well singing? So there is a singing going on here and there is a singing going on on the other side. We serve a miracle. How many believe we serve a miracle? We serve a wonder. We serve a miracle-waking God. Miracles are his business. Hallelujah. You go, if you want something to be done, you go to the people that know how to do it. If you want to travel and you... You don't go to the doctor for doctor's notes. Doctor's not a travel agent. You go to a travel agent. I want to travel. Hallelujah. So if you need a miracle, you come to a miracle worker. And this God is a miracle worker. And we serve him. He's a wonder. Ah, let's sing it. We serve a miracle
parents have agreed. God bless you richly. Amen. Yes, just keep on remembering Sister Squasana. We'll go and see her now now with some elders here. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Good to win the Yes. Powered by the heavens. God bless you. Yes. 